Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7. The fans simulcast on the Team 980 and always available on the Odyssey app. A Maryland icon, college basketball legend, Lefty Drizel. Today we mourn the passing of the one and only Lefty Drizel, the former Maryland basketball coach who passed away at 92 years old. Claimed he would turn the program into the UCLA of the East and certainly had so much success at Maryland. Built that program uh, up to legendary status here in college hoops. He died earlier today at Virginia Beach, his Virginia home where he had lived for the past few years overlooking the Chesapeake Bay. Actually, uh, my dad called me during the break here. Uh, He's a huge fan of Lefty Drizel in Maryland. Obviously, I said my mom went to Maryland. Great coach, great man. And, And my dad told me a story of when I was five or six, we were at Rehoboth Beach, and my parents saw Lefty on a bench just hanging out playing with his grandkids. My mom being a Terp, my dad a big college basketball fan, they went up and introduced themselves to Lefty and talked hoops for like 10 minutes, and he was just such a great guy who kind of treated everyone like they were his best friends. So really sad news today talking about the passing of former Maryland basketball coach Lefty Drizel. Chris Knocke will join us to give his thoughts at 1130. But our commander's conversation continues right now here on the fan. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Earlier this week, you heard Cliff Kingsbury at his introductory press conference explaining what type of quarterback he wants to work with. His answer was Patrick Mahomes. His answer was Patrick Mahomes. And obviously, you know, you could take that tongue-in-cheek, whatever. He's going to say, I want the guy that just won the Super Bowl. But Caleb Williams is the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's the closest thing to an Andrew Luck-type prospect that you know will come in and turn around your franchise immediately. We haven't seen a guy like Caleb in a long time, all right? I I have heard several NFL reporters who have said that Caleb Williams is the best thing, the best sure thing prospect that we've had in the last five years. I I, I think Grant Danny did an interview with a guy that said if Trevor Trevor Lawrence was coming out, he'd still go number one. If C.J. Stroud was coming out, he'd still go number one. He won the Heisman Trophy. And then everyone tried to bring him down this year with rumors and social media chatter and haters upset that he paints his nails or he cried on the sideline. Just stop that. You sound like a hater. I think you have to go get this guy. You're hating a kid for no reason, 
and I'm I'm not in that camp. I'm hyping up Caleb because I'm gonna I believe he's gonna be a star, and I believe within five years he's gonna be a Pro Bowler in this league, and that's how all of a sudden you become a contender in your division because you've got a guy that can throw the ball for 400 yards in a game. He can throw it deep. He can make plays with his feet. And I just I don't agree with some of the callers like Mark we had last segment. You say you can't draft a quarterback because maturity issues when I don't think that painting your nails or crying on the sidelines is any type of maturity issue. If you want to call in and say, hey, let's draft Jaden Daniels because I think he's a better prospect, then fine. But just to bring up, oh, there's a maturity issue, I, I just disagree. And I feel like you're the one that's listening to social media chatter and things that we've heard from people that aren't experts. Let's go back to the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Lou in D.C. Lou, you're on the fan. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, A-Wide? How you doing, boss? I'm good, man. How are you? Man, I can't complain. First, I wanted to give a shout-out to my guy, Little Man. He always calls and show me love, so I wanted to get that out the way. Um, as far as uh, this uh, QV situation go, A-Wide, see, the thing is, I trust in these guys the front office guys to do their due diligence before they go ahead and, and try to make the selection because, you know, you, you have to you have to have these kind of thoughts in the back of your head, AY. We've been we've dealt with this you guys I agree with Mark, man, because at the end of the day, you know, I as much as I like Caleb, I like these guys to do their due diligence. If this guy loves football, he ain't gonna be like Chase and then I'm down. I feel I could care less how many first round pick we give up because in this league you win with quarterbacks. Right. So well, you Lou, you've already had reports come out from Ian Rappaport that the commanders are expected and will explore the ability to trade up with the Chicago Bears to number one. So it's kind of already out there that they're doing their due diligence and they're interested in Caleb Williams. And I, I believe Cliff Kingsbury's probably knocking on Adam Peters' office door once a day and saying, hey, you remember that guy I worked with last year? I'd love to work with him again this year. Yeah, I look, man. I, I'm look at the end of the day. <clears throat> I'm with you. If this guy is a, is a, is a guy, I mean, just go for it. It doesn't matter. I mean, I I get what Mark's saying, but at the same time, you know, I, as much as I want us to have that, you know, Caleb, but I, I just want these guys to do their due diligence. I don't want this guy to be like uh, Chase or, or, yeah. or you know, uh, rest in peace, Dwayne too. But I, I don't want to bring that up. But you know, the local guys that we we pick. They don't turn out to be the guy. So I just don't want us to lose this opportunity because this is going to set us back another 10-plus years that we miss out on this. So I just want them to do their due diligence. And if Caleb is a guy, give up a couple first-round picks, and so be it. But I, I think I, I don't I don't think Chicago willing to go try to go get a quarterback. I think they're going to, like, like Little saying, I have a thought that Marvel Harrison – He's going to be the number one pick because Chicago, they got a quarterback, man. Why would they want to try to go get another quarterback? So I don't. It's just too much power in the first pick. That's what I would say. Good call, Lou. Always right. appreciate you, you chiming in, man. But and some good points there. But here's the thing: is you know, you I totally agree. Like the late Dwayne Haskins, that's so sad, man. It sucks it didn't work out. I wanted him to be great. They drafted him because Dan Snyder, his kid, went to high school with him. Chase Young. You know, I wanted him to be great here in D.C., and congratulations on getting to the Super Bowl, and he had a sack in the Super Bowl, and he's probably going to get paid because of that, but it just didn't work out here in Washington. But I don't think you can let past mistakes and guys that were local kids that didn't work out change your mind about this one. 
this is the prize right here. This is the prize that people have been waiting for two years to go draft. I think you have to go out and get him. Let's go to Fred in Quantico. What's up, Fred? You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Al? Good. Hey, look, I, I agree with you in regards to what you're speaking on right now. As far as where people are from, what area they grew up in, or I don't think any of that has anything to do with whether or not you should go out and get a guy. However, when we talk about that number one pick, I do agree we should be trading with Chicago, but my take is we ought to try a third rounder or maybe if we have to give up a second rounder and go and get Justin Fields, who has played some NFL football, and bring him to Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Did we just lose Fred, Max, in the middle of his take there about Justin Fields? The phone fell out of my hand and it hit a couple of buttons. Oh, it's all right, Max. It's all right. I'm sorry. You're, you're learning on the fly. No, I, I, I hear what he was saying. Go up and and go get Justin Fields. And I, I was going to respond and say, well, what about Justin Fields this season makes you feel like he's going to improve? Because anytime I watch Justin Fields, to me, it feels like he takes two steps forward and then he takes three steps back, right? Like he really improved uh, his arm strength and accuracy and then just decided to run too often. And it felt like he didn't keep his eyes downfield at times this season. And then all of a sudden I was out on him, and he got hot at the end of the year. But I would argue, were defenses even really trying hard in the last few games of the season? You know, here in Washington we certainly weren't. The defense was 31st, and then Ron took over. They somehow got worse to 32nd in the league. And I think that's because the guys had nothing to play for. They were taking certain angles to limit the risk of hurting their body. Uh, let's go to Mike in Fairfax. Mike, you're on the fan. Real quick, I just want to say, Fred, I owe you a beer. <laughs> Mike in Fairfax, you're on the fan. Hey, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? Look, I, everything that you said about Caleb Williams, I, I, I mean, the guy is obviously very talented. But, uh, Awad, the thing is that thing we do not need here, and it, it's a risk. Anybody you pick, anyone you pick, it's going to be a risk, right? It's, it's a crapshoot. It really is. But is it worth for any type of drama, any type of division in the locker room? Look, he, as you said, he might turn out to be incredible. But we, 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 we're, we're starting a new path. Let's go with a lesser, uh, maybe a, uh, a jaded, you know. Uh, I just don't trust that this guy is going to be uh, mature enough to handle things. And people say, well, he can change. Yeah, that's true. But maybe later. Why risk it? I, no, I, I see what you're saying, Mike. Let, let me hear you respond to this, though. Because what if, you know, I, I think both Drake May and Jaden Daniels could both end up being busts. Bryce Young went number one overall. He was a complete bust. With Drake I, yes, May, I, you've I, seen you've seen accuracy issues on some of his short passes. Yeah, and, May you knows know, what we'll worry about. I, I agree right. about May. I look, it's a huge risk. I mean, this is why... Adams making the, uh, the you know the big bucks, but yeah. if we do pick him and he is a complete nightmare and another RG three, holy! I mean, this it's just gonna it's just gonna be horrible. So yeah, but would you not well, take I, another twenty twelve season though? I, I mean, would you right. not take another big run from RG three? When you know, I get it, it didn't work yeah. out, but that was the yeah. most exciting season yeah. in the past yeah, twenty five years. I, I, I get it. I forgot which show is either the Jarkies or Grant Daddy, but. Someone said it was either a caller or one of the uh, the guys on, on from one of the shows said, "Look, do we? You know, we have to to move on. We, yes, you don't want to make the same mistakes, but you also 
do not want to not make really good picks because of the past. You, you, so that would be stupid. So there I agree with you, man. Thanks a lot, brother. Yep, I appreciate you chiming in. Bye, Phone buddy. lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. It's 1-800-636-1067. You're listening to AWOD on the Team 980, 106.7 The Fan, and always available on the... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey app. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7. The fans simulcast on the Team 980 and always available around the country on the Odyssey app. We lost a legend this morning. Lefty Drizel passed away at 92 years old. Johnny Holiday uh, said on Twitter, 1979 was my first year broadcasting Terps games, and Lefty was there. No words can properly describe the impact he had on basketball and how he put Maryland on the national map. RIP coach Johnny Holiday will join Doc Walker, who will be live after me at 12 noon. Uh, yes, so the legendary Maryland basketball coach, Lefty Drizel, died today. His Virginia home in Virginia Beach. And the more I read about Lefty, the more I'm impressed. Uh, obviously, um, growing up, my mom, who went to Maryland during the four during four of the years that Lefty was there, has told me stories. I grew up with Gary Williams, but my dad told me so much about Lefty. And after college in 1954, Lefty Drizel took an office job with Ford Motor Company. Well, somehow he found time to renew his playing career by joining a Virginia semi-pro team where he once scored 59 points in a game and actually earned a tryout with the Minneapolis Lakers. So he was the coach at Davidson University from 60 to 69, 17 years at Maryland, and then two years, or excuse me, eight years at JMU, and then ended his coaching career at Georgia State at Maryland. 
eight NCAA tournament appearances, two ACC regular season titles, and the Terps were ranked as high as number two in the rankings for four consecutive seasons from 72 to 76. And then, of course, produced a ton of All-Americans, including the late Len Bias, the number two overall pick in the 1986 NBA draft. Chris Knocky, who was an assistant coach at Maryland for a long time, will chime in coming up at 1130. But back to the phone lines right now, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Or you can tweet me your thoughts at AWOD Radio. Uh, this guy, we got a tweet from Bart who tweets me, I don't care that Caleb Williams painted his nails or not. Uh, I want him to be drafted. Dave tweets me, I'm not a fan of quarterbacks that wear dresses. Uh, uh, so you can always tweet me throughout the show at AWOD Radio or at 1067 The Fan or call in 1 800 636 1067. Let's go to Harry in Frederick. What's up, Harry? Hey, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. What's going on? All right. Hey, I'd stay right where I am. Um, I'm not. I'm like one of the earlier callers. I'm not so sure that Chicago is really going to draft a quarterback. I'm not 100% sure of that. The only thing they've said so far is that the number one pick is available for the right package. Yeah. They haven't said a word about Justin Fields being available yet. Um, I don't see a big enough difference between Williams and Daniels. And you guys use Bryce Young. Bryce Young, 5'11". <laughs> Daniels, 6'5". All right? You got a, it's a different body, man, a whole different. I think he's a better pure passer than Bryce Young will ever be. Yeah. And God knows he can run like a deer. Um, and build a franchise in the NFL, the Texans proved it this year. You think, where would the Texans be without Stroud and Anderson? Yeah, no, it's a good point. And here, Harry, here's what I will say about staying put. You're right. We don't know what Chicago's going to do, so you might even land Caleb at, at the second pick, even though I doubt that. But what I do agree with with staying put is let's trust the process here with exactly. Josh Harris and Adam Peters. If they feel good about, you know, Drake May or Caleb Williams, then that's who they're going to go with, and I trust these guys. Yeah, and you can't, you can't give away draft picks, man. Not That's the way you build a team, man. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, it just uh, – there's not enough difference. There's just not enough difference between the two players to be giving away draft picks to get one. We need a whole lot more than than a quarterback. We yeah. need a quarterback. No well, gap. see, that's that's the one thing that I disagree is. I do think there's a big gap between Caleb and the next guy, but I also trust a- Adam Peters, man. If they if they evaluate the quarterback and they think they can win with Drake, then let's roll with it. Let's go to Andy I, I, and Sterling. I'm, I'm Daniels. I, Daniels, all right, man. All right, man. I appreciate it. Let's go to Andy in Sterling. Andy, you're on the fan. Hey, Adam. Hey, man. I couldn't disagree with you more. Okay. Uh, they would they would be absolutely stupid, crazy, if they moved up, gave up draft capital to draft this skinny dude who's 6'2", who would get crushed in the NFL. They'd be crazy to go after Jaden Daniels, who is not, not 6'4", 6'5". He's 6'2", at the most. The skinny dude with a long neck would get crushed in the NFL. He had, I think he had a couple concussions last year at LSU. I watched a lot of college football this past year, the past few years, and the guy that impresses me most is Drake May. I think he's the most pro-ready. He's, he reminds me so much of Justin Herbert. They would be smart just to stay put where they're at. Let, let Chicago draft uh, Caleb Williams. They draft Drake May, and I guarantee you he will be – 
more NFL ready than those other two knuckle hits. Um, also, I don't want to see them draft another local kid. How is it? How how did that work out with Chase Young, who was supposed to be a once in a generation defensive player? Not too good, did it? Yeah. Another Robert Griffin, another generational player, another bust. Plus, I don't know if I trust Adam Peters. I think that's his name to draft the quarterback. He gave up what two, three number ones and a couple number twos to draft Trey Lance, who yeah. was a total freaking bust. And they got they got so freaking lucky when they picked up Purdy in the seventh round. Otherwise, that would have been one of the most disastrous number one draft picks of all time. I, I you, totally buddy. agree. Yeah, no, Andy, good call. You're right. They swung and they missed with Trey Lance. But the thing is, is that they swung. And that's what I think you have to do, is you have to try to hit the home run. And, and so, look, if they believe Drake May is the home run and he's going to be available at two, so be it. I believe Caleb Williams is the home run, so that's why I'm saying go out and get him at number one. The point is that I think that Adam Peters understands this, is that the way to win in the NFL is to swing for the fences, and you got to hit one home run. you got to have a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes. Without that, you need to have the ultimate roster, and that's what the 49ers had, but they also got lucky with Brock Purdy. Like, I mean, I, I, nobody expected him to become what he's become, which is, I believe, way more than a game manager. Let's go to Mike in Haymarket. Mike, you're on the fan. Hey, Adam. How's it going? Good. Well, a lot of the uh, the previous callers that I've been listening to, at least for like the last 20 minutes or so, have kind of all scoured the uh, the entire ecosystem of, of the thought process here. <laughs> I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say this. I, I like Caleb Williams, but I don't like him for here, and I don't think he he doesn't meet the talent criteria. What I think a lot of people are trying to say is the maturity mixed with you know being here is we've but we've been we have had so much egg on our face in the last 25 years with Dan Snyder and failed picks and failed free agency stuff that we have to see a year of Adam Peters before we can actually say that this is going to be a workout with that kind of front office management. And I have to say this too, is that I'm not in the, in, in the mindset right now of wanting to trade up because Chicago is not just going to settle with us, with, with, with Washington for like swapping first and a third rounder without, you know, something else added in because they, they already know that they're going to float out there that the number one pick is available and that yeah. people are going to essentially, you know, want to move up. So you have Atlanta at eight, you have the jets at, at five or six, I think. And then you have um, new England at three, all of them could easily give the ransom that Chicago is going to want. And if we just say, Oh, well, let's swap first, whatever, it's not going to happen. Chicago is looking to get the best, value package out of it that's why they call it a package and so for the fact that like you just said ultimate roster is the best way to go to build this entire team right now and i personally feel like they should be rolling with sam howell and building that offensive line building that defensive line because now you have two open spots that are not available anymore with sweat and young gone your linebackers are horrible and your secondary is is abysmal so it's You've got free agency and you've got the draft. And if you're going to take up draft picks, you better damn well do, do something in free agency um, to improve this team. But I don't like money-hungry players either. So it really comes down to do you take the quarterback and roll with a, a, a crappy rest of the team 
hoping that some of those will all work out, or do you forego the quarterback and build the rest of your team so that way the next quarterback that comes in actually can work with something instead of not working with something at all? Yeah. No, good call, Mike. I appreciate you chiming in. And you're so right. It's going to be a bidding war with the Bears, with so many teams out there, you know, hungry and desperate for a franchise change. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission quarterback we got to take a quick break here phone lines are open 1-800-636-1067 you're listening to AWOD on the fan live and local here till 12 noon before I pass it off to the legend Doc Walker don't go anywhere I'll be right back welcome back I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcast on the Team 980 and always available around the country with the free Odyssey app. Appreciate all the callers. Phones have been locked and loaded all show long. Mitch, I appreciate you calling in. We haven't been able to take your call yet. Just so many people trying to get in touch with us. Talk quarterback here on The Fan as the commanders have the number two overall draft pick. But we've been mentioning it throughout the show. We lost a legend today in the college hoops world, and that was Lefty Drizel passing away at 92 years old. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. You can get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the app or visiting BetQL.com. It's Coach Chris Naki with us. What's going on, Coach? Hey, what? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing this morning? No complaints, man. No complaints. Yeah. So, you know, let's just start with this. How would you kind of sum up Lefty's career at Maryland? Well, I mean, he was, you know, he was an American original. He was a Maryland original. Uh, you know, he was, he, he brought the program around from a, you know, from a sleepy little, you know, uh, ACC program. He promised big things, and for the most part, he delivered. And uh, larger-than-life character, always quick with a quote, 
uh, you know, one of the greatest marketing guys to ever participate in a college in the world of college basketball, and a guy who was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for some of the things we're seeing now, particularly on the marketing end. And on top of it, he won, he won 786 games. That's a boatload of games to win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what made him so special as a coach? Was he like an X's and O's guy? Was it him relating to the players, the defensive side of the ball, or just a mix of everything? He was a master recruiter, and he could get guys. You know, the the, the old saying, it's not about the X's and O's, it's about the Jimmy and Joes, and Lefty recruited a lot of Jimmy and Joes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was very good at it. He had that magnetic personality. He also had the support of, uh, you know, real support of the administration at Maryland. He had a great facility to play in in Cole Fieldhouse. And, of course, the league, uh, the ACC, was something that he used to his advantage. Uh, and, um, you know, there was a stretch, a period I heard, you know, I mean, uh, you get a lot of uh, a lot of tweets. I mean, he's getting a lot of love today, rightfully so. But during the 70s, he was as good as it got in college basketball. Unfortunately for him, that was back when the ACC was only letting the ACC tournament champion go to the NCAA tournament. So right. some of Lefty's best teams were locked out of the NCAA tournament. But, man, he can recruit. Not the world's greatest tactician, but certainly good enough. He had four different programs that he led to 100 victories and, as I said, 786 wins. So yeah, he had to know how to coach a little bit for sure. Yeah, no, you know, you brought up a great point there because I I wasn't aware of that until I read John Feinstein's book. So, what was the rule with with the ACC? Only the the tournament champion would get into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and and for stretches of the early seventies, uh, you know, Maryland not only had you know the good news was the Terps were in the top five every year nationally. The bad news is one of the teams ahead of them was usually an ACC school, and most in those days it was. NC State really uh, kind of ran the show, 73, 74. Those were Lefty's best teams, and mm. they would have at each other in the tournament. North Carolina State would get the better of, of them, and to some degree, Awad, those tournament games were all played in Greensboro. And so it was played in NC State's backyard, yeah. a pretty significant advantage for them. Epic games that came down to the wire, and Maryland was oftentimes on the outside looking in and didn't get a chance to go to the NCAA tournament in spite of the fact that they had a top five team in the country. That those rules were changed in the uh, I think it was the early '80s when they changed it. Perhaps the late '70s where they allowed multiple at-large teams in from the ACC. But for a long time, you know, Lefty hit it at the right time in, ter- in terms of developing Maryland as a as a program and national prominence and all that. He hit it at the wrong time in terms of the archaic uh, ACC rules that he had to deal with as a coach at Maryland. Great stuff, Chris. It's Coach Naki with us here on the BetQL guest hotline speaking on the late, great Lefty Drizel, who died today at 92 years old. The only coach in NCAA history to be named Coach of the Year in four different conferences, the Southern Conference, the ACC, the CAA, and the Atlantic Sun Conference. Coach, what was your relationship like with Lefty? You know what? He was a big part of the first 35 or 40 years of my life. I got to know him as a young guy. Uh, as a as a high school slash college player, I went over to Maryland and what play in with the Maryland players in these pretty epic pickup games on campus. He was great friends with my high school coach, so I did get to know Lefty pretty well. But more importantly for me, Awad, 
when Lefty was at JM, JMU at, in the CIA, you mentioned that he was in the Colonial. Yeah. Uh, his years at JMU were exactly my same years as the head coach at American U. And we were in that conference together. So as a kid, I grew up idolizing the guy. And then I found myself, you know, in my 30s, sitting next to him at league meetings as head coaches. And it was just surreal for me. It was, I was always like, I would come home and I'd be like, Jesus, did that just happen today? And uh, it was really cool hanging out with him. And I tell you what, man, I loved him so much. I I even started to cut my hair like him. You know, uh, <laughs> he's uh, he was always bigger than life, and always a great friend to me, and very very good to me. I love that story. Great stuff, Coach. I'm, my my mom went to Maryland, so I grew up watching Maryland basketball. She was there when Lefty was there, but I only know Gary Williams, who was a maniac on the sidelines. What was Lefty <laughs> like? What was his demeanor on the sidelines? Uh, he was a stomper, you know, he had that famous foot stomp and he, <laughs> he, uh, you know, he could be volatile. I know in coaching against him and, uh, uh, just in dealing with him in, in game situations. I mean, he, he was intense. Uh, he certainly didn't sweat through suits like, like Gary Dutt, uh, did. And, uh, but he was, yeah, he was as into it as anybody. He was, uh, you know, he just, he always had really good competitive teams. And when he got into a situation where, you know, the talent wasn't there, man. By God, he went out and got it. He went out and worked his ass off to get the guys he knew would make him good in each of those particular leagues. And, and he had a system without fail, and it largely was due to that magnetic personality of, of his. I, I saw where Scott Van Pelt tweeted, a lefty was one of one, and, and I couldn't have said it better. I mean, absolutely uh, one of a kind, and he will be sorely missed on the college basketball landscape. Coach, how is he with relating to players? You know, it's always tough when there's a, you know, a huge age gap like that. You know what, man? I, I've always thought that was overrated. I, I thought, I've always felt like if players, if guys 18 to 22 know you're genuine and know you care, they don't really care how old you are. If they think you're fraudulent, if they think you're putting on airs and you're trying to be something you're not, then that's when you have problems. Um, and I think Lefty was one of those guys. He was the, the real deal. He wore his heart on his sleeve for his program, for his players, for the sport. And I think that, you know, I think the players saw that, and that's also one of the reasons why he was successful on the road. He didn't, you know, it's funny. For a guy who, you know, you, sometimes you sit and talk to him and think, man, this guy's full of BS. <laughs> you know, honestly, it wasn't BS. It was Lefty. It was just the way he was. And there was some bluster there, but, uh, you know, genuine guy and the real deal. And I think the players loved that. I think they saw all of that in him, and it translated to, you know, a lot of success on the court. How would you describe the impact that you think he made on college hoops and the University of Maryland? Well, in Maryland, it's almost incalculable. You know, I mean, he, he uh, Gary Williams finished the job that Lefty started. Yeah. And Gary deserves a world, world of credit for doing that. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, in Maryland, he's, you know, it's him and Gary and nobody else. You know, I mean, everybody else aspires to be in that conversation. Um, nationally, I think that, you know, he gets lost a little bit because of the monopoly numbers that Krzyzewski put up, of the, of the consistency of a Tom Izzo, of, you know, the legacy of Bob Knight that lives on in books and stories. And I, I think the lefty belongs in that same conversation, but, but oftentimes is lost. Some of it is because he just hasn't coached in a long time, and, 
and our attention spans aren't, aren't very long these days. Uh, and, uh, but, but, I mean, I think the f- people who know the game, his resume, uh, that personality, what he did for the sport, I mean, it was, it was big time. I mean, how about the impact that he made in the entire DMV, right? Everybody knows about Maryland. I was just reading up about, you know, his times at JMU and even growing up in the Norfolk, Virginia area. It's like he kind of had his hand in every little pocket of the entire DMV. Yeah, and the irony, too, is that, you know, he played at Duke, a a school which he came to revile as a coach <laughs> at Maryland, you know? And yeah. uh, he was a pretty accomplished player. I know that he played – uh, back in a day when industrial leagues, semi-pro basketball was a thing and very popular in some areas. And he played and he did that in Norfolk and, um, you know, very successful at it. He's a guy who, you know, was, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find anything he wasn't good at or successful at. I know his son Chuck and, you know, and I, I know he was an excellent father as well, which of course trumps everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, just, man, like I said, life well lived, 92 years old, and for the most part, um, mentally with it for most of all of those 92 years, his physical health failed him a little bit towards the end, but uh, there will be never be another guy like that, uh, for sure. I mean, it's such a homogenous world, uh, college basketball is. Uh, uh, we were lucky to have him. Coach, thanks so much for the time. What are you up to these next few weeks? Well, I got uh, Maryland hoops, man. We got big big game today against uh, uh, Illinois. Johnny Holiday and I will be on the call. Our pregame starts at five o'clock. Uh, tip time at five thirty, and then it's on to Wisconsin. We've got five or six games left in the Maryland season, and uh, and uh, trying to get things right. Well, we we got to get you down down to Richmond to support your daughter. You know what, man? I'm down there whenever I can be, and uh, they're they're having a great run. At VCU right now, they've won, I think, 8 of 9 or 9 of 10 and had a great win on the road. So I'll be down there for the Richmond game in a couple of weeks. I think that's the next time I get down. Awesome. Sounds good, man. I'll look for you there. That's Coach Naki. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein here with you on a Saturday morning on 106.7 The Fan. Simulcast on the Team 980 and always available on the Odyssey app. It gives you the ability to rewind, run some errands, then pick up right where you left off if you missed it. Rewind on the Odyssey app to hear Coach Naki break down Lefty Drizel, who's just an iconic coach at Maryland, died today at 92 years old. Gary Williams, my favorite college basketball coach of all time, had this to say in a statement about Lefty, quote, Lefty was responsible for moving Maryland into the modern era in college basketball. When he took over in 1969, not just in Cole Fieldhouse, but especially in the DMV, he raised the level of college basketball in the area. He did it on a national level, something that was very difficult to do. Lefty will always be remembered as one of the legends of the game. His personality, the teams he coached, all of those things created an aura around lefty that very few coaches ever had as Maryland basketball will pay tribute to the incomparable Charles Lefty Drizel today in their game at home. They're going to wear uniforms honoring the lefty era. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I just think that's so cool uh, that they're going to do that as 
It's in memoriam of Lefty Drizel, 1931-2024. That's a good run for one of the faces of college basketball. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in here on the final segment of the show, 1-800-636-1067. I did want to close with, I was listening to my boy Linnell Willingham the other night on overtime talking about the commander's offense or the commander's defense. Which unit do we expect to make the biggest leap this season? And, you know, the defense, I just don't know how it could get worse this season. They were historically bad, right? This is a commander's defense that in 2023 was supposed to be the team's strength. With head coach Ron Rivera being a defensive guy, Jack Del Rio being a former coach and a defensive coordinator for a long time. In addition to bringing everyone back, they added Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin. And then the commanders arguably had the worst season of an NFL defense in the history of the league. They were that bad. So I think the defense will absolutely rebound this year because every year what happened with under Ron Rivera was the defense started slow. The entire team started slow. That was the definition of the Rivera era. Slow starts, bad finishes. But, like, usually during seasons, around the halfway mark, they would rebound and get better. This year they were cooked all season long, finished with the 32nd-ranked defense in the entire NFL. So that's why I love the hire of Dan Quinn. I don't know how you could have watched the Joe Witt press conference or heard the quotes and not be fired up. He kept using the word violence. They are going to hit. I think he's going to be a good coach for a guy like Derek Forrest, who we can know we can hit. Uh, Cam Curl, I hope the commanders can bring him back, either on a franchise tag or, or a team-friendly contract. And then there's so much, like, I want to say they're talented pieces. They just haven't really shown up. But part of that, I think, is because of coaching. Guys that can improve on the defensive end, and I'm talking about, like, K.J. Henry. I'm talking about Jamin Davis, Emmanuel Forbes, and Quan Martin. So, you know, I I think there's a lot of guys on this defense that could see their games taken to the next level if they're playing in a good scheme. And I like what I saw from Dan Quinn's schemes this past season in Dallas. They get after the quarterback, and they cause turnovers. It's not a, oh, we'll let you go from the 20 to the 20. You're just not going to score inside the red zone. No, they take the ball away. They give it to their offense in plus territory because they go out there and they have ball hawks. They're not going to sit back and let you dink and dunk and go down the field. It feels like Dan Quinn's defense is kind of similar to Steve Spagnola, who, yeah, just won another Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs as their defense coordinator, where he's going to go down swinging. The biggest play of the game there last Sunday, Brock Purdy out of third and four, and Spags got him on a corner blitz that they didn't see coming and was able to get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. That's the kind of defense that I want Dan Quinn to play. When in doubt, blitz. When in doubt, send the house. I was so sick and tired of Jack Del Rio coming to the podium, and when he asked why, uh, was asked why he didn't blitz enough, he said, well, we've got all these first-round draft picks on the line. So what? It hasn't been working. Send an extra guy. It, we're looking at a league that sends extra guys, that moves people around. The way Dan Quinn moved Micah Parsons to one side of the field to the other so he could go against the left tackle and the right tackle. That's the kind of innovative defense that I'm fired up for with Dan Quinn and Joe Witt. And then on the offensive side of the ball, whether you want a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or you want to run it back with a Sam Howell, this is a team that's going to have to run the ball better than they did this year. And it's going to be Brian Robinson Jr., who they're going to give the rock to. And I I like him, but the only way he can have success running the ball this season is if they can upgrade the offensive line. 
That was the biggest issue under Ron Rivera. He just overlooked the offensive line. This is a guy that was hired right around the time that Trent Williams was was traded to San Francisco for nothing because Bruce Allen botched that. Then Morgan Moses walks to Baltimore, ends up starting there for all those years, right? Brandon, sure, if we trade him to Jacksonville, they send us garbage in return, hot garbage, um, and and we just are okay with that. We lost three guys that were pro pro bowlers, and since then, we haven't had a good offensive lineman. Charles Leno was the guy that people would say was the best-rated offensive lineman, and I think he stinks. He was letting Kayvon Thibodeau and other okay pass rushers get past him all season long with ease. And then Andrew Wiley on the right side was one of the worst right tackles I've seen in the history of the sport. So we've got so much to improve on this offseason. Got to get in the offensive line. Got to improve on the defensive side of the ball with coaching and free agency and the NFL draft. I believe it's the most important offseason for the commanders in the last 20 years. And we'll be talking about it all off-season long right here on 106.7 The Fan. I'll see you guys next Saturday as it's Doc Walker, the legend in the DMV, coming up next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.